games, blouses. Gallon Chuck. Disaster. I forget it. Disaster. Well, I mean, I'm no doctor. We now join America's most popular show already in progress. Everybody loves Mitch and Sean. You guys are the greatest duo. Fantastic. That team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. into the post game finds podcast once again cabal and gallo with you and that's right you saw it you saw it correctly sometimes you just need a little angry in your life a little angry gallo from labras brewery hey we're both having labras uh angry gallo you, you, you've been you've been ornery lately for every time i've seemed to be working with you here on the podcast mitch the last episode was angry gallo uh even visually it looked a little different last podcast and you're just a little more ornery and angry gallo came out when we're working at tsn 690 you've been angry like are you okay are you okay i'm fine i'm uh, i i actually feel like i'm reborn sean i know people like when angry gallo makes an appearance here or there and the reaction has been uh, has been good so uh you yeah, know i'm i'm fine don't worry about me all right worry about yourself damn it Sorry. Okay. Almost had like a little case of Tourette's there. But no, I hope you uh, enjoy your angry Galileo. It's going to give you a little pop to your step. Obviously, I always have a little extra pop in my step as well. Angry Gallo. And of course, you got the play by play IPA, Campbell's version of the beer, too. So check them out yeah. at LaBrosse as soon as you can. Yeah, 133 LaBrosse in Point Claire, LaBrosse.com. Check it out. I know that uh, there's some specials coming up for the uh, Campbell. Uh, uh, play-by-play IPA and the Angry Gallo Ale. So make sure you stay tuned for that and uh, ask, request for it, uh, demand it. I mean, go in there and be like, I want Campbell play-by-play IPA. And then they'll be like, okay, it's cool. Here it is. That's, and you don't have to yell. If you want to be like Angry Gallo, they'll probably just ship some Angry Gallo. I think way. you should yell. <laughs> Why not? They're cool That's people, true. though. Yeah. You know, Catherine, Alex, Troy, Dan in the back. I mean... Every time I go by, it's just a, a, a great day. All right. So it's, like, it's like you know that episode of The Simpsons? Yeah. Where Homer's chanting, where's my burrito? Where's my burrito? My burrito. Where's my where's burrito? Where's my burrito? Where's my burrito? I, I think you should go to uh, LaBrosse and say, where's my ale? Where's my ale? Where's my ale? Not bad. Not bad. I like it. All right. Uh, trade deadline in the National Hockey League has come and gone, Mitch. Mitch came. See ya. And it's gone. So we have all these traits to deal with. Yep. Mm-hmm. I thought today's episode of the Post Game Finds podcast, we can do a power rankings of the best trades. Not which team made the best. I mean, the trades that, that just had more jump, more oomph, the, the, the power trades. I, I don't even care who won or lost. That's the way I looked at I don't know how you looked at these trades and did your power rankings. I have a list of my power rankings. You have a list of your power rankings. 
I don't really care about who won or lost the trade. To me, it was like a trade that was like, oh, oh, like it turned my head. It had oomph, good power rankings. Yeah, it's the see, one that I, made me. I think I that's take the way everything I look at into it. consideration, Campbell. I take sure. uh, the, the the size of the trade, the impact that it's going to have on the franchise acquiring the player, especially if it's yeah. a rental type guy. Uh, I, I try to take everything into account with my power ranking top five trades at the NHL trade deadline. I'm just so curious how different your power rankings are going to be from my power rankings. And All I know right. that Dave's going to compare them side by side. By All right. Does, who, who's starting here? Let's go. Uh, I'll start things. I'll start okay. things on the power rankings. And with my fifth on number five, because we're going to go five to one, right? That's right. You got to save the best for last. So so number five for me on my uh, power rankings, I'm going to bring the Jeff Carter to the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, for a conditional third and a conditional fourth. I don't care about the conditions or anything. The fact that Jeff Carter, like Jeff Carter has been like out of LA for three to four years. And then he landed in Pittsburgh. And when that trade happened, it was like Pittsburgh getting Jeff Carter. Like it rids really out of nowhere. And usually you hear rumblings or this player's on the market. Jeff Carter's been on the market for a very long time. Another one from the 2003 draft, a 36 year old. He's got a year left on his contract. It wasn't a pending UFA, but Pittsburgh made that move to create a little bit of uh, experience in the lineup, which they, they didn't have maybe some insurance. If Malkin doesn't go in, I just, when I heard Jeff Carter penguins, I was like, it made me shift in my seat. Good enough for number five on my power rankings. Yeah, Mayo gone under the radar since it kind of came across on Sunday night and was overshadowed by another significant move and a player moving teams. Mm. Uh, I did not have this one in my uh, power rankings. I'm not sure uh, the type of impact that Jeff Carter can have at this time in his career on the Pittsburgh Penguins. I think um, we knew that Pittsburgh was looking at help down the middle of the ice. Uh, Brian Burke had alluded to that several times. Uh, you mentioned it. Can't help but wonder about the Malkin injury, too, and uh, how much he's affected or yeah. going to be hampered uh, by that injury. Um, I like uh, I like that you went with that one at number five, but it's just not my pick. At that's number fine. Five, that's, why, that's why we have different picks. That's why there's different columns going down. Right, Dave? Different columns? Right, at Dave? At number five, Campbell. I am going to go yeah. with uh, one of the guys who was right at the top of the Frank Saravelli a trade bait board. Everybody was wondering where David Savard was going to go. David Savard yeah. at number five for me to the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think if you look at what the Lightning were able to do in capturing the Stanley Cup last year, they went through a lot of players on their back end. They were using Zach Bogosian. They were using Luke Shen. Witkowski was another guy that came in and out of that lineup. They needed to add something. They don't have Bogosian anymore. Uh, yeah. I don't think Luke Shen is that capable anymore. They need a little oomph, a little pop on their back end. I also really like, Sean, how they use Detroit. Obviously, Iserman and Julian Breezeball have that connection. They use uh, Detroit as a stopgap to find a way to circumvent the salary cap. I like the creativity. So I'm going to go number five, David Savard, to the Tampa Bay Lightning. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you know that we'll come back so we can talk about it again because that is on my list and everything you said about the circumventing and dealing with the cap had has as a big reason why it's up there. Uh, so I'll, I, I'm gonna kind of just say, yeah, I'm with you. Mine's a little higher than it is at number five, and it's not at number four. 
So at number four, my uh, deal, let me just, I wrote them all down. I just make sure. Oh, I, I, I like this deal. I think it's a deal that everybody liked. Uh, and uh, at number four, it is the Toronto Maple Leafs acquiring Nick Foligno uh, from Columbus. I know, and, and I, maybe it's just, I get excited with first round picks. You and I are both draft guys. We both love covering the draft. Okay, we love talking the draft. We love doing redrafts here on the Post Game Pines podcast. It's something that we do very well. And, and, and I can throw a draft pop quiz at you and you're like, pop, 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 pop. right? That's, that's how it works, Mitch. So I, when a first round pick gets involved, it gets a little exciting. And I know that first round picks were, were hard to come by. And yeah, it's going to be a, a 29, 30. It doesn't really matter. First round pick has it. But Nick Foligno going to Toronto, it's one of those things I'm like, makes sense Nick Foligno going to any team to me makes sense but the fact that it was the Toronto Maple Leafs that went out there and got him and pulled him in I think is it shows that Toronto's like look we like what we have we want more we want more like they are they have a good roster they could they could have made no moves and went on to win the Stanley Cup but they made multiple moves but to me the Nick Foligno was a bold move by Kyle Dubas really swinging and saying, hey, if I trade my first-round pick, uh, I'm going for the Stanley Cup. That's pretty much what trading a first-round pick is. And maybe it equates to with, with David Savard and how that worked. But uh, I like the Nick Foligno deal. I like the power. I like the mix. I like the two teams. Number four on my list. All right. We uh, are going to revisit uh, Nick Foligno on my list a little bit later on. Uh, my number four trade deadline power ranking move, Sean, is Taylor Hall to the Boston Bruins. I have that one at number four. Uh, the reason it's not a little bit higher up on the list is because I don't know if Boston is even going to make the playoffs. At the yeah. recording of this podcast, the New York Rangers are only four points back. We don't know the health status of Tuka Rask. Uh, we don't know the health status of Yaroslav Halak. They've played many different goaltenders. <laughs> Excuse me. And, yeah, sorry about that. And uh, I just – I don't know – if Boston's even going to be in the playoffs at this time, I think it's a risky move. Uh, they didn't have to give up a ton. Uh, it makes the power rankings list because let's be honest, Taylor Hall is the biggest name that was out there. He was the, he was the big fish. He is the guy who had won an MVP trophy. Yeah. He's the guy who has, if he plays to his full potential, the biggest ability to make an impact on a team. And I think if you look at Boston's makeup, obviously their line is set in stone. Bergeron, Pasternak, and Marshan, those three guys are going to play together. But who does David Krejci get to play with? I know he's had some chemistry with Richie. Uh, with DeBrusque, it hasn't really worked out. I think Hall on a second line with Krejci, uh, you're going to have to start worrying about them maybe a little bit. Uh, maybe that takes away some of the attention off the top line. I'm not sure. But I think uh, number four, Boston adding Taylor Hall. You just You can't ignore the name power that he brings. Mitch, I ignored it. Didn't make you ignored my list. it. <laughs> Didn't make my list. Yeah. I ignored it. I'm sorry, Taylor Hall. Yeah, like you meant. I, 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 I went and I googled when I heard you mention the Taylor Hall cart, uh, cartoon of him being the Grim Reaper and going to like team okay. by team. And I was just like, nah, they're dead. I'm like, like Taylor Hall just doesn't interest me, and I don't care about heart trophies at, at this case. He just doesn't. And and you know what? He might just go out and be the perfect piece for the Bruins because they need that little extra spark. And maybe he's going to be extra motivated. Maybe there's instant chemistry. Who knows? Didn't make my list. I was like, 
whoever gets Taylor Hall probably overpaid and didn't care. Like, that's how I felt about it. You know who I, I think Curtis Lazar is meant to be a Bruin. That's what I'll say. Curtis Lazar might score more goals than Taylor Hall. I'm willing to, I'm willing to bet you that doesn't happen. But what do you got at number three? We should make more bets, though. Yeah. All right, how's this? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, let's figure out something. If Curtis Lazar scores more goals than Taylor Hall, what happens? What if Taylor Hall scores more goals than Curtis Lazar? Let's start with yeah, that well, aspect well, of it. Sure. What do you, what do you, what's, the, what's the punishment? I don't know. You, you, come, you come up with something. You're already supposed to deliver beer to me. I, I, feel, I feel like if Curtis Lazar outscores Taylor Hall, I have to do something with a dirty hamburger. With a dirty hamburger. Oh, I like this. Yeah. I like this. Okay. Yeah. We have to eat. Uh, okay. Floor hamburgers. <laughs> you have to have a hamburger. You have yeah. to have a hamburger, throw it on the floor, and then eat it. All right. Uh, as soon as I get my vaccination. <laughs> no. It has to be like a McDonald's hamburger, right? Yeah, it definitely has to be a McDonald's okay. hamburger. Out of the wrapper, on the floor. Yes. Floor hamburger. Once I have my vaccination. Within, are we doing like street? Like on the on, on the on the on the sidewalk, uh, I'm thinking more park, like grass. park, like grass and sand. Okay, yeah. you don't need your you don't need your vaccination. Just you, you you Dave will go video you. You get someone to video you taking the hamburger, throwing it on the ground, and eating it because you have to because Curtis Lazar scored more goals than Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall scored more goals. Now we're talking total goals, including playoffs. Yes. Okay. Done. Dirty hamburger deal. I'm in. And what if uh, what if Taylor Hall outscores Lazar? Uh, then I will eat a dirty hamburger in the park. I, I have a feeling you've eaten dirty hamburgers already. Hey, deal with it. That's the deal. Dirty hamburger okay. bet has been made. I think uh, I think you almost want to lose this bet so you can eat a dirty hamburger. That's what I, I just think. want. I just want to eat a hamburger if it's dirty. Well, I'll just deal with it. Again, <laughs> that, and it's not as, as did he has to be thrown on the ground like with a little bit of force not enough force to destroy the hamburger no it has thrown, to be attacked but it has to be thrown hard enough that it's going to be dirty yeah okay i like this uh don't forget uh, the post game finds podcast not that this has any relation to a dirty hamburger brought to you by wolfpacks wolfpacks.ca uh vader i know loves uh his subscription and getting all the toys and treats at wolfpacks.ca that's w-o-o-f P-A-C-K-S dot C-A. Mitch, what are the words? Woof, woof. Woof, woof. Exactly. All right. So number three for me, we're revisiting David Savard. One, perfect fit. Two, uh, you mentioned all those defensemen that they had. Bogosian, Luke Shen. David Savard is 10 times better than those guys. Now you're adding him as a depth defenseman. And the fact that you heard all about this, they got David Savard. You're like, how did Tampa Bay get David Savard? Then it's 50% here, 50% here. They're paying 25% of his salary. I loved every aspect of that. You call it circumvention. I call it genius. Way to go, Julian Brisebois. David Savard's number three on my list. Well, I think it could be both genius and circumvention. I, I, I agree with you. Very, very smart move. And uh, for number three, you're revisiting David Savard for number three. I'm revisiting Nick Foligno. Nick Foligno comes in at number three, the acquisition by the Maple Leafs. Uh, I agree with what uh, a lot of, uh, with a lot of what you said before about the, that fit. And Sean, here's what I like about Foligno with the Toronto Maple Leafs is the fact that I think he is a guy who can do different things and fit in, in different parts of your lineup. Like if they need Nick Foligno to play 
with Nylander and Tavares, he can do that. But if you need him to play on the third line with Kerfoot and Hyman, Mm -hmm. he can do that too. I think he's a versatile player and the type of guy you want in the playoffs. You also add somebody who's been around, who's played in playoff series, probably buddies with Jason Spezza and is a guy from Ontario. So I'm sure he'll be pretty proud to put on that Maple Leaf sweater. You got the dad angle there too um, with his father who played for the Maple Leafs. So I I think uh, it makes a lot of sense for Toronto. He comes in at number three on my power rankings. Does he do when he scores his first goal? Does he do a weird jump? Does he? I sure hope not. I also hope he doesn't wear the wear that weird helmet that his father used to wear. <laughs> it's like a cranium. <laughs> yeah, we both do the same thing. Yeah. Uh, all right, number two for me on our NHL trade deadline acquisitions. Number two for me. Hey, look, I love when I hear about a trade, and it was like he was available. When 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 you when you hear a trade like that, that perks, uh, you know interest and one is another first round pick involved and i love that it's four pieces for one i think it's a really good player going one way and a really good player going the other way plus a little bit extra but the deal between detroit and washington anthony mantha for jacob verana and um richard Ponick and a first and second it was first and second right it was uh, it was a yeah, one a two and, yeah it was a, yeah. and, and uh, I, I wrote everything down sorry it is a second because there was first and fourth sometimes and I, I care nothing about third and fourth. <laughs> I, I'll just tell you, you know that when I deal with it, you trade a pick in the fourth round, I'm like, I don't, it doesn't matter. You know how the draft works. I know how that you can get the same guy in the fourth or the fifth round. You really can. Uh, first and second round picks are the, are the key ones for you to keep. Uh, but the, the Anthony Mantha, that deal went down. It was like, he was available. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's what it was. And, and to me, that brings power. That's you're, you're getting a first round pick. I love that deal. I love the boldness. I like it for Detroit, too, getting a first round. I love Jacob Brandon. You're getting a young guy that, that I think will be able to shine and, and take a level. Like, I look at Jacob Brandon. I could already picture him in a, in a Red Wings uniform. I know people thought that Mantha was lady, but he is a, he's a guy that I like these little moves that the Capitals have made. They, they've got, you know, they're kind of like that, the Crosby. They're the older guys, Backstrom, Ovechkin. They're there. They're there not just to play hockey. They're there to win. They want to win. Anthony Mantha giving up Verana for Mantha and a first and all those picks. That's fine. I like it. Power move, power move second on my power rankings. All right. I guess what, Sean, number two on my power rankings, Anthony Mantha gets traded to the Washington capitals. Our now, one and two must be the same then. We'll see. Um, well, let's wait till we get to number one. I'll just elaborate on number two, the uh, Mantha move. I agree with you uh, on both sides. I'll look at Detroit's uh, angle first, uh, a rebuilding team. Uh, they get a first-round pick, which is obviously very nice for them. Uh, Vrana, uh, you know, goal scoring is hard to find, and he has shown the ability. Uh, season's over 20 goals. Very nice number. Uh, you look, okay, Vrana, he's going to be a goal scorer. Uh, Zadina, who is in the Kakanyemi draft, he's slated yep. to be a goal scorer. You have some nice speed at center ice and Dylan Larkin. I think you're, you're building some pieces along the way here. Um, so I, I like uh, Detroit. They've also healthy scratched him. It did. It, it felt like he needed a change of scenery. And for Washington, Sean, why I like this move for the Capitals, I look at their wings now. Okay, because mm-hmm. we know in the middle of the ice, and I'm looking at the top six, they're good with uh, with Backstrom and Kuznetsov. But now for a playoff series, your wingers are Mantha, 
and Oshi, who are going to play with Backstrom, and Ovechkin and Wilson, who are going to play with Kuznetsov. Size, skill, talent, the ability to get to the hard areas of the ice, yeah. goal-scoring capability. I easy easy to cheer for. Easy, yeah, yeah. I, and, and there's a risk, but you're at this stage of your – your organizational, you know, you're like Ovechkin's this age. We go for it. We go for it every year. That's why the Penguins are like, no, we don't. We don't rebuild. We have Crosby and Malkin. We go for it every year. It's not like, oh, is this year or this? Is-? No, no. You go for it. You don't know if it's going to happen, but I, I, I definitely like that. All right, my number one, and I, I just want to know, just smile a little if it's number one because to me it was the most perfect trade that happened. It happened a couple of days before the NHL trade deadline. The absolute perfect trade because I already thought the Islanders were were too good to mess with. Yeah, you're smiling. It, how is this not Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac for two guys I've never heard of? And what was it, a first and a fourth? It wasn't first and second. That's where I got confused. first and a fourth. I mean, Kyle Palmieri and the Islanders make sense. Travis Zajac down the middle. The, those guys, they know how to play for Lou. They know, and I know Lou's not the coach. It doesn't matter. It's the system. It's 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 the mentality. I, I, I honestly, I'm, I'm ready to pick the Islanders to win the Stanley Cup. And I just mentioned, I really like the Capitals too. And they have to go through each other. But man, adding those two pieces, to me, the best trade. Everybody wanted those players. Everybody wanted Palmieri. And then you heard Zajac was going with them too. It's not even close. Number one in the power rankings. Well, here, here's the thing. Uh, number one on the power rankings for me too, Paul Murray and Zajac going from New Jersey to the New York Islanders. And the best part about this is um, a few weeks ago, Anders Lee gets injured. You knew the Islanders had cap space and you knew Lou was going to be uh, reactive. So everybody's saying, what is Lou Lamorello going to do? And I've brought this up. I said, that Lamorello will probably look to New Jersey. <laughs> he knows their players. And he is going to try to get either Palmieri or Zajac. And then he got But both. I said either. And then he got both in the same trade. So good. That was not something that I saw coming. It was, I wouldn't say a shock when I saw it because I know Lamorello and what he's capable of. And apparently, yeah. Sean, he was really calling people and making Buffalo believe that uh, he was interested in Taylor Hall and mm. making Columbus he, think that maybe he wanted Felino, but he was just trying to align the different pieces and different discussions to make sure he got the guys he knew that he wanted. I think they're going to be uh, they're going to fit in seamlessly uh, in that system with Barry Trotz and the Islanders. I think they're probably both excited to go there as well. Uh, they don't have to do a lot of traveling, obviously, since they're already in New Jersey. Just like everything made sense. And also becomes an arms race. And I think a lot of people changed how they felt about the New York Islanders when they saw Lamorello get aggressive and make that trade. Yeah, I think I think that deal made the Bruins react. I 100% made the Bruins react. And uh, they probably paid a little bit more than they wanted for players that they wanted but didn't want. It's It's interesting how similar – but a little bit different, our uh, power rankings are. Uh, the, that's our NHL trade deadline power rankings. I will just go through my five very quickly. Number five, Jeff Carter to Pittsburgh. 
for conditional picks. Number four, Nick Felino to Toronto for a first and a fourth. Number three, David Savard to Tampa Bay at 25% for a first and a fourth. Number two, Mantha for Verana Panic two uh, and uh, first and a second. And then Zajac and Palmieri to the Islanders from the Devils for two NHL players and a first and a fourth. Sorry, Greer and Jobs. Uh, I, I could say their names. I'm sorry. I don't want to be insulting, but. If I didn't hear from them, hear about them before, I actually I knew AJ Greer, uh, the jobs guy. I don't know much about. I hope one else. of them becomes a star. Uh, my uh, top five power rankings trades: David Savard to the Lightning five, Taylor Hall to Boston four, Nick Foligno to Toronto three, Anthony Mantha to Washington two, and the Islanders getting Palmieri and Zajac at number one. And we did make a dirty hamburger bet. If Curtis Lazar scores more goals than Taylor Hall in a Bruins uniform from now and playoffs, then Gallo has to eat a hamburger from McDonald's that has been thrown into the grass at a park. And then if Taylor Hall scores more goals than Curtis Lazar, I have to eat a hamburger that's been thrown in the grass at a park. See, we could do this with the COVID. We could do this on our own. Just take a video. My kids could take a video of me doing that. My, my, my issue, my issue, Sean, is... I'm, I'm not afraid of being in contact with you guys or Dave to film it. I'm afraid of the hamburger falling into some spit or something. And oh, I'm find a good COVID. Gra- do it in your backyard. I don't care. Okay. I could do it in my backyard. I'll do it at a park. Cause I'm a man. <laughs> Are you ready? Right. Uh, ready? Ready for a pop quiz? Brought to you by Cunningham's pubs, the best uh, wings, not in the country. Not in North America, in the in the world. The best wings in the world. All right, so what's going on with this pop quiz? Uh, I struggled last time, and you're just going to fire another one at me, and I have to do better this time? Yeah, but I'm going to let you uh, get a little help if you like. Oh, can I, can I phone a friend? Phone a friend, Campbell. Phone a friend. Hey, Dave, you there? Dave? Dave, are you there? Hello? Hello? Dave! Dave, trying to do it, everybody. Oh, okay, the, good. The he's brains. not iOS. He's not iOS webcam today, or I'm upside not. down. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely screenshot that four seconds he was upside down in our Amazing. WrestleMania podcast. <laughs> I can't believe Edge lost. I ah. knew it. I told you guys, Campbell. I haven't recorded. Damn it, Edge lost. Yeah, well, I know that now, and I had everybody muted and had avoided it. I did some watching today. Not that far ahead. I didn't tell you who won, though. I didn't tell you who won. Yeah, I have a pretty good idea who won because I told you guys that Bryant had no chance. All right, let's get to uh, (laughs) let's get to my pop quiz question, Uh, guys. uh, Since we're talking about uh, the playoffs, you know, teams are gearing up for the playoffs now. I would like to know the top nine most appearances in the postseason in NHL history. Top nine players or, or teams? Wow. Uh, players. Top nine players, appearances. All time. In the all, all time. time. Cur- yes. Current or? Uh, no, all time. Just all time. Okay. Yeah, right. All time. Top, Top nine. nine. And the reason I did nine is because there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven that are tied. And it goes, so you got your top two and then seven tied with the same, and then it goes on to another tier. 
Okay, so I'm just gonna I, I'm gonna first just rattle off how many do I have like time for wrong answers or so I want to rattle off guys that have been around a long time. You right? can do whatever you like. Uh, so like you know, and and we're going like back to original six too. Well, yes, yes we are. But I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna say that uh, all of them except one played during your watching hockey time. Oh, there's one that's before that. Only one is from the original six era. Hmm. So is it is it most games? What's, played do, can, can we get no, the most numbers? appearances in the playoffs? Days. Can we get the numbers or no? Uh, number one is at twenty four appearances in the playoffs. Number two okay. is at twenty one, and then there's a seven way tie at twenty. Okay, so they're they're guys that have played twenty years. Uh, so then it's got to be Gordy Howe. Gordy Howe is the only one that you didn't watch play. He yeah. is at 20. Okay. So, and he's at 20. So then 24 times, then I got to go Chris Chelios. Chris Chelios, 24 times wow. in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Okay. So I got number one. Screw you, Dave. I got, I got, I got <laughs> a guess. I got a guess. Okay. Nicholas Lidstrom. Nicholas Lidstrom in the group of uh, 20 appearances. 20. He, he was 100% on my list, Nicholas Lidstrom. Um, okay, so we have three right answers. I, for me, I really want to get that 21. Like, the 20 is like this, the 21. All right, so I'm going to go with Yager. Yarmer Yager is uh, your first incorrect answer. You know why I I I was thinking of Yager and and I hear because he one he played like it's it's about the amount of games that you play to and for so how long and if it's twenty years and twenty appearances you, there's not many players that will play twenty years in the National Hockey League so there's mm-hmm. only a group of people he and at the end of his career he was always traded at the deadline to a guy to a team so <laughs> he probably would have got there if he didn't bounce for a while yeah he four years away and this is the I always say this he would have over two thousand points in the National yep. Hockey League if he didn't go and. He got screwed by three lockouts. That's true. Okay. So I have Dave. I have a so guess. There's, there, are, there's no active players on this list. I didn't say that. Ooh. So then if there is an active player, we're looking at it's, it's Marlowe or Thornton. Which one are you going with? Um, I'm going to go with uh, Marlowe. Marlowe has appeared in the playoffs 20 times. So that means Thornton's not on the list, by the way. Thornton's not on the list. He um, might be this year. He, I, I think he's going to get there this year. Yeah. Okay. Okay, good. So I'm glad I – I'm feeling good so far. Okay. So now players have been played 20 years in the National Hockey League. Um, and made the playoffs for 20 years. Uh, Steve Eiserman. Steve Eiserman in the group at 20. Wow. Um, Fedorov came after him, so I don't... Fedorov. Fedorov is incorrect. No, he went to Anaheim himself. and then Columbus for a long time. Yeah. For a while. Um, I got one guess if you want. How many wrong answers are we allowed? I don't know. We haven't had many, so go go ahead. Mark Messier? Wow, Mark Messier is incorrect. Oh. No. Wow. No, no Mark Messier. Unfortunately, <laughs> he, went to Van- he went to Vancouver. He went, 
He went to Vancouver. Oh, he was with the Rangers. He was with the yeah. Oilers. Vancouver, yeah. I think, cost him three years, though. Yeah. All right. Uh, did Wayne? Wayne was uh, 20. Wayne is incorrect. I, I, I didn't think Wayne was there because nope. he played 20 years, but I, he must have missed a little bit. John, what about uh, the, what about the D's in New Jersey there? Uh, no, they didn't. Like Stevens? No, I, I wouldn't put Stevens Scott there. Stevens is at 20 appearances in the postseason. Shit. Huh. So so then does Danico make it too? No, I don't oh, think Danico's so. not there. What, what about the no. other one? What about Niedermeyer? Oh, no, no. No, wait, that, that's uh, not my guess. I'm just out talking to Sean. <laughs> no, I'm not going to go Niedermeyer. Okay. He he wants us to say Niedermeyer. Stronger. Stronger's incorrect. Oh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of who played till 40. Who played till 40? That's the key. Uh, hold on. Chara. Chara is incorrect. Oh my god. Too many, too many Islanders seasons. How many, how many do we have? Four or five? Uh, one, two, three, four, five. You have six. We have six out of how many? Out of nine. So three more, and we don't have yeah. the 21. You don't have the 21, and you're missing uh, two others. One of them I'd really be surprised if you got. Everyone forgets about him. Uh, the other two are fairly obvious. Mike uh, Gardner. Fairly obvious. None of, Mike, none, Gardner. Really are. Mike, Mike Gardner. Mike Gardner is incorrect. Okay. Would you like a clue? Sure, yes. give us a clue. Three left. All three remaining are defensemen. They're all defensemen. Man. So play their 40s. Someone forgets about them. Fork? No. Yeah. No, but he had a lot of bad options. Boston years. Boston teams suck. And no Niedermeyer. How come no Niedermeyer? He's with New Jersey. He's with Anaheim. They won a cup. But Bork, Bork played late. Bork was old. Bork was old. I kind of want to say like Housley or Coffee too because they played on, right? Not Housley. Housley was a shit team. I'll go Coffee. Coffee's incorrect. Okay. So Bork then. Ray Bork is the guy at 21 appearances in the postseason. I just thought that Boston team wasn't good for a while. Uh, so now we have two defensemen, one no one ever thinks about, and then one other guy. So we're down yeah. to two. We're, we've done quite well here, Dave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I'm, I'm uh, 99%, 99.9% sure that both remaining players are in the Hockey Hall of Fame. We have like 90 seconds to get this on the Post Game Pines yeah. podcast. Mm-hmm. I'll give you uh, two uh, two clues here. Um, okay. One was uh, a former Leaf, briefly, and the other, Campbell. I'm disappointed you haven't guessed yet. Oh, okay. Oh no, wait. No. Former Leaf. Brian Leach, but I can't. I don't. That's not my guess. It can't be him because the Rangers were pretty. Not Brian Leach. No, he didn't play long enough. It's just my initial. We played till 40, though. That's the thing. Like, it may not be 40, it might be like 38 or 39. And one that he's disappointed that I didn't get. Did he play for the Thrashers? I <laughs> no. got Chelios. Oh, what, a... what about Larry? Burke? Roman Hammerlick. Roman Hammerlick. Roman Hammerlick's incorrect. He played a long time. That's why I was thinking. Dave? 
I don't know. I'm a, I, I would have guessed uh, Nearmeyer or Larry Murphy. That, those are my two only people. I oh, Larry, Larry Murphy, Murphy is Larry the Murphy. former Leaf. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I you said Larry Murphy. I was like, yes, that's the answer. Larry Murphy played till he was old. Way to go, Dave. We got Larry yeah, Murphy. Former Leaf. <laughs> All right. Give me one Not more clue. One we got like thir- 30 seconds. Give me one more clue. Let's see uh, if we can do it. Well, uh, the, the clue is I'm disappointed with you. I know, but it didn't work. So that's fine. Well, we got- come on. Think harder. Why would I be disappointed? Because he played for the Canucks? No. Thrashers? No. How Gil? Because he ragged on Because he played for the Panthers? The Canadians? He did play for the Canadians. Oh, Larry. That's not what... Larry. Larry. We have a second Larry. You guys miss both Larrys. You guys miss Larry Murphy and... Larry Robinson. Larry Robinson. Because ah. he's my first favorite hockey player. That's Which the, is you, why you, dis- you disappointed me long enough that I pulled it out. And yes, I should have said that. <laughs> well, how's that for your entertainment value? They've done their job very, very well. Awesome. No, no, no.